Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the letter that James wrote. We're in the fifth chapter. We're coming to the end of the letter, actually. And remember the context. We've looked at the first eight verses so far, and he's speaking at the beginning of the chapter to those who are rich, and he says, you know what? Miseries are coming upon you. You better repent. You better weep and howl because your riches are going to rot. Your garments are going to become moth-eating. The gold and silver that you've stored away for future days, uh, they're all going to fail. I think that's quite a word for uh, many portions of the of the organization church, definitely, but of the organism of the body of Christ, the true church. We get a little too distracted by the blessings that the Lord has given us, okay? And then he tells what the real problem is. They had been ripping off their laborers, the ones that they had hired to mow their fields and prepare their fields and harvest their fields. And he says, you've been living this luxurious life of wanton pleasure, <laughs> yeah, while you have not been taking care of those folks. And so he tells them in verse 8, Therefore, be patient, brethren. Now he's talking to the entire body. Be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. And he gives an example. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it, until it gets the early and the late rain. So you notice that the farmer does what farmers do. They prepare the soil, they plant the seed, and they have to patiently wait. They're waiting for the rains. There's nothing they can do. They're waiting and trusting on the Lord. Verse 8, you too be patient, strengthen your hearts for the coming of the Lord is near. So he's telling them to be patient. Well, what are we being patient for? Well, we're being patient for a couple of things. We're being patient uh, in the midst of situations, knowing that the Lord's going to take care of everything, just like he's going to send the rain, right? And be patient for the Lord is going to return and the return of the Lord is near. Now, obviously, God's timetable is different than ours because uh, we know that some 2,000 years have passed. But the coming of the Lord is even more so now near. So he tells us to strengthen our hearts. And then verse 9, he starts just giving some instructions. Do not complain, brethren, against one another so that you yourselves may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. So he reiterates this again, that the Lord, the return of the Lord is near. The Lord, the judge, is standing right at the door. So because of that, don't complain against one another. Now notice it's one another. It's one. Now we don't want to have a complaining spirit. We don't want to have a combative, nasty spirit, you know. But there's a tendency to complain and grumble against one another. Uh, King James says, grudge not one against another. That's a, that's a great little phrase, isn't it? Yeah, don't hold grudges. Don't grumble. Don't complain. If there's a problem with one another, then seek to work it out. Don't let that be a grudge or something that will fester right there. Don't do that. And then he gives an example, verse 10, as an example. And he actually calls it that. As an example, brethren of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. So he's saying, hey, you need an example of how we need to live. You want an example of how we need to be forbearing with one another. 
to suffer and be patient with one another. Uh, the Lexham says, as an example of perseverance and endurance. That's a great uh, understanding of this. The ESV says, an example of suffering and patience. You know, we don't often associate uh, suffering. We think it's a negative thing. Perseverance, we sort of paint as positively, right? But it's the same idea. As an example of suffering, perseverance, you know, of patience, of endurance. Think of the prophets of old. Verse 11, we count those blessed who endured. So we reflect upon the prophets. We look at their lives and we just, we bless them because of their endurance. But we don't associate that with our own lives. How we're called to do the same thing. He continues in verse 11. You've heard of the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings, that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. So he's calling them to consider some things. He says, you have examples before you. He says, don't complain against one another. He says, don't judge one another that way. The ultimate judge is coming. But be uh, uh, forbearing one another, persevere, endure what is going, be patient, and use the prophets as an example. And when you look at the prophets of old, all that they endured, all that they put up with. When you see uh, uh, Hebrews 11, the great gallery of faith there, when it shows all the people, not only the prophets, but just people in the Old Testament, and it says, by faith, by faith, by faith, they did these various things. And then at the very end, it says, all of these lived by faith and did not receive that which is promised. In other words, they lived by faith, but they didn't live to see in their natural life what they believed by faith. Now they know now, okay, and they will receive ultimately when it's all said and done, just like the rest of us will. But when you consider these folks, when you take into account what the prophets spoke in the name of the Lord, how they lived in the name of the Lord, how they endured, how they remained steadfast, then it really is uh, uh, a point of encouragement, a point of exhortation for us. And then he names one. He says, you've heard of the endurance of Job. Now, we don't often think of Job as being a prophet per se. But what does a prophet do? A prophet, well, they prophesy, yeah. <laughs> they speak forth the truth of the Lord, and they live forth the truth of the Lord. So he said, you've heard of the endurance of Job and seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings. You saw what the Lord did in Job's life, that the Lord is full of compassion and he's merciful. That's the bottom line. Job is being a primary example. The other prophet says an example that the Lord is full of compassion, that the Lord is merciful. So because of that, folks, particularly in dealings with one another, remain steadfast, remain loving, enduring, be patient. Realize it, that it is the Lord that is dealing with all. And these and remember, he's speaking to those who are true believers. Now, yes, yes, yes. The organism of the body of Christ does have problems when things pop up with those who are tares among the wheat, with those who are false believers. Well, the Lord will reveal who those are. And as he does, we speak the truth to them. Okay, We try to impart the truth to them. We try to encourage them. We try to exhort them. We don't put them in places of leadership within the organism, the body of Christ, because they're false believers. They're fake believers. But those who are true believers, 
Remember the Lord's dealings. He's full of compassion and he is merciful. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. As always, share with others about these times. Okay, go to my website. You'll see the daily blog there, the daily podcast, uh, some Bible studies I put up there every week, and also a place uh, to where you can help support these times if, if the Lord leads you to do so. I'll see you next time.